Hey, and welcome to Explore Your Roots. This is part of our short story series where we put the articles posted on our website into audio and podcast format so you can listen about fun genealogical and historical stories on the go. Today we are going to be talking about the fascinating heirlooms, which are the Packer family portraits, and some of the mystery surrounding them. Before we jump in, go subscribe to us here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, where we post great content weekly. And finally, if you'd like to read the print version of this episode, as well as look at the pictures, check out our website, exploreyourroots.org. So to begin telling the story surrounding these family portraits, I believe it necessary to at least give an overview of the background information to set the scene, including the people involved, the place, and the time period. There are many Packer families, and the last name is a common one, but for this story about the portraits, we need to be briefly familiar with four generations, but mainly two, from the Packer family, beginning with a John Packer, who lived from 1572 to 1649 and lived and died in London, England. John Packer was a prominent lawyer and businessman who often mingled with distinguished aristocrats and royalty. Through his connections, especially through Richard Sackville, the third Earl of Dorset, as well as the Duke of Buckingham, he was able to purchase and acquire land and an estate just south of London called Groombridge in 1618. His third son, Philip Packer, who lived from 1618 to 1686, succeeded his father John at Groombridge and transformed the property into the prominence it has today. To learn more about Philip Packer, check out my YouTube video in the Who Is series about his life and accomplishments. He built a new manor within the already built surrounding moat with many rooms and lavish furnishings. This house is the same house that stands today in great condition, and yes, it is also the set location for the filming of the Kiera Knightley movie Pride and Prejudice, along with other box office movies. Within this house, there sat ten painting portraits that hung together for nearly 350 years. One of the most recent purchases of the estate was in 1919 by Henry Stanford Mountain. Mr. Mountain, a wealthy insurance man, bought the entire 238-acre estate along with the possessions inside, and basically left them in place while he cared for the estate. He allowed tourists to the property and often gave them tours. When H.S. Mountain passed away, the property changed hands and eventually was put up for auction through Sotheby's along with the other contents of the house, and it is here that much of the information about the paintings comes from. Now to the portraits. As I mentioned, there are ten portraits total spanning three generations, and unfortunately the exact artists or artists are unknown. It, however, was not uncommon for wealthy and prominent people to have portraits done of them, so it is understandable that they had these in the estate. Some of the portraits are of Philip Packer's family, including his first wife, Isabella Berkeley, and his second wife, Sarah Iskar. The next portraits are of the next generation, all children of Philip and his first wife, Isabella Berkeley. The last paintings are of the third generation, Philip's grandchildren, being three personal portraits of the three children from John and Barbara. When the paintings went for auction, Sotheby created a catalog with information procured from some notes from Mr. Mountain, dating back several decades. These notes, although good, are likely flawed, but still provide interesting information. A detailed description and commentary have been written, and if you want to go deeper into the information about each painting, follow the link in the description. 
As much as I would love to go into depth describing each portrait and their intricacies and stories, I will only go into depth on perhaps the largest and most debated controversy surrounding the portraits. So there are two, but mainly one portrait in particular, where the person of interest in the paintings is disputed. These two paintings were aptly named by Sotheby, Lot 251 and Lot 257. The real controversy behind these paintings, and mainly Lot 257, is that some say they are of the same person, and others say that they are instead paintings of a father and a son. So specifically, some have contested that these paintings are both of Philip Packer who built the estate. Others contest, however, that the paintings are instead of Philip Packer and his eldest son Robert. Another theory is that both portraits are of Philip Packer's son, also named Philip, but known as Philip the Immigrant because he was the first from his family to immigrate to the United States. However, I believe, along with many others, that these portraits are of Philip and Robert, or father and son. First of all, to dispel and put an end to the latter theory that the portraits are of Philip the Immigrant, we have to look at timing and familial situations. Philip the Immigrant was born to Philip Packer out of wedlock with Sarah Iskar, who actually eventually became Philip Packer's legal wife after his first wife passed away. Sarah and the children born to her from Philip out of wedlock never lived at the Groombridge estate, instead living and spending most of their life in Ireland. So it's honestly very unlikely that one of their children would have had a large portrait hanging in the house. Also, none of her children were really ever welcomed by Philip's other children from his first wife. Moreover, Philip Packer, the one who built the estate, would likely have a grandiose self-portrait in his own home, and with no other paintings claimed to be of him, I think it is safe to say that this painting is indeed of him. So, from that fact, it is easy to negate the theory that any of these portraits are of Philip the Immigrant, and pretty quickly we can settle and conclude that this portrait, Lot 251, is of Philip Packer, the builder and creator of the Groombridge estate. Now regarding the other portrait, Lot 257, the more disputed one, we have to figure out just who he is since we have dispelled the fact that Philip the Immigrant would not have been featured in any of the portraits from the manor. The first theory is that this painting is of Philip Packer, the one who established the estate, and the other theory, which is the more accepted theory and the one I agree with, is that the painting is instead of his eldest son Robert. My first argument, and perhaps the weakest one, is that Lot 257, the disputed one, does not look like the painting we have just deemed to be of Philip Packer. I understand that it can be very difficult to paint the same person in the same way, and perhaps all these porches are very similar in style, but I think there are a few details that support my argument. So let's look at those details. The hairstyles, yes, both individuals in the two separate paintings have the same funky and funny-looking Victorian wig. And the clothing style, also the two have the same elaborate silk-looking robes that would make me sweat. The real difference may be in circumstantial and inferential evidence, and that evidence I deem to be stylistic similarities and differences in the paintings themselves. What I mean, essentially, is that there are two paintings, Lot 257, which is the disputed one we're talking about, and another painting in the collection named Lot 258, in which the individual represented is not disputed, and these two paintings appear to be very stylistically similar. Now, Lot 258, the undisputed one, is known to be John Packer, the second son of Philip Packer, and when you compare this one to the disputed portrait, Lot 257, you can tell right away that they are remarkably similar stylistically. Yes, the same wig and everything, but also if you take a look at the style of the paintings, 
They look like they may have been painted by the same artist probably around the same time. The individual's pose on both is nearly identical. The portrait begins above the knee and the clothing is nearly indistinguishable. The disputed individual's clothes are painted in red and the established individual in the compared painting is contrastingly dressed in blue. And finally, the pose is almost the same in both paintings, where one elbow is up and the other is by the waist. What is telling and apparent when compared side by side is that the two seem to really complement each other. The red and blue robes that I mentioned and the pose in both is almost mirrored. Undoubtedly in my mind and supported by these circumstantial evidences is that these are in fact paintings of brothers Robert and John Packer. Therefore, and conclusively, the disputed individual in the painting would indeed be Robert Packer, the firstborn son of Philip Packer. In the end, I think it is safe to say that we have dispelled any conflicting theories and that we have solved the mystery. Lot 251 is indeed a Philip Packer, the Philip Packer who turned the Groombridge estate into something spectacular that still stands today. Secondly, we can conclude through our evidence-based claims that Lot 257, the more disputed portrait, is that of Robert Packer, Philip's firstborn son. In all, these paintings have a fascinating story. At the Sotheby's auction, each portrait was quoted at being worth anywhere from $2,500 to $20,500. Unfortunately, all were sold separately and have scattered, going to art museums, private collections, and one of which was purchased by the current owner of the Groombridge estate. I would love to track any of these down, so always be on the lookout and always remember the Packer family portraits. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a thumbs up and share it with your friends and family. Follow us on our social media sites and we'll see you next time.